Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, this is Ford in Vegas. I'm Dick Ford. And I'm Joey Vegas. And we are again joined this week for part two. Part two of our Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame ballot breakdown. Mike Madness is here, Mike. Yes, I'm here. I am off my phone on a microphone and ready to go. All right, here we go. So let's just get right to it. Last week, we went over the American and Canadian side of the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, Myself, uh, Joey Vegas, Mike Madness, all selected Terry, uh, Terry, uh, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson with JJ Dillon. I gave Bill Goldberg the nod. Mike Madness said Rick Martell. He'll be the only one to vote for him. Uh, I said Paul Orndorff. Joey Vegas went with CM Punk. Mike Madness went with Sergeant Slaughter. Mike again followed up with the biggest retarded, retarded pick of the night. He went with the Ultimate Warrior. I went with June Byers. I went with Pompero Furpo. Joey Vegas said, you know what? Ultimate Warrior, here, I'll do you one just as bad. Rocky Johnson. And then rounding out the last of the picks, Mike Madness and Joey Vegas both went both both went with Blackjack Mulligan. So, Mike, you have five more uh, votes to go for the wrestler category and then we have as many as we want for the non-wrestler uh joey vegas you did uh one two three four so you have six mm-hmm. and i did five as well so i have five if if i you know we could change it you could change your mind tonight of uh, something you picked last week so technically your ballot hasn't been cast so we'll start with Europe. Uh, This is Europe, Australia, New Zealand, the Pacific Islands, and Africa. Or what will also be known as, you'll probably know three guys from this list. Because none of us are from there. None of us have ever lived there. None of us have ever probably watched wrestling from there. So this is going to be a tough one. And since it's going to be tough, we'll start with Mike Madness. Mike, do you have any picks Well, you know what? Wait, let me cut you off before you even get started. Let me read this part. Um, Let me read the names on the list. So uh, Spiros Arian, or Arian, we should all know who he is. Uh, Leonge Blanc, Big Daddy, John Da Silva, Roger Delaporte, and uh, Andre Boulay, Dominic Danucci, we should all know him. Bill Joyce, George Kidd, Kill Carl Cox, Killer Carl Cox, Kendo Nagasaki, Jackie uh, Paolo, Rollerball, Mike, uh, Mark Rocco, Johnny Saint, Ricky Starr, Adrian Street, that's the name we should know, Jose Terez, and Otto Wands. Mike, yes or no, do you have, are you voting for anybody from this category? Uh, yes, I have one vote from this category. Okay. So let me quickly read you. Let me see here. Let me read you a little something something from a couple of the guys. This was written up 
by a European wrestling historian, Phil Lyons. Uh, Mike, are you picking Jose Torres or Therese Laange Blanc, Gilbert Leduc, or Roger Delaporte and Andre Bollet? None of those guys. Yeah. So there's a lot here. I didn't realize this was so long. Uh, this is too much, in my opinion. I don't know. Some of these guys, I did a little bit of uh, looking up on a few of these guys, and there's just not a lot that they really seem to contribute on a, even a local level there in their country that would justify putting them on this list. But I guess Meltzer knows more than me. So Jose Tarez's career was the mid-40s through the late 60s. Pros for him making it into the Hall of Fame. One of the biggest, if not the biggest stars in the history of Spanish pro wrestling. Had a super quick rise to fame. Three weeks into his pro career, he was already headlined the weekly B-shows in his native Barcelona, which is the second biggest Spanish city. And by the fifth month, he was headlining the weekly A-shows. And by a year and a half in, he drew his first known crowd of 20,000 plus was a top star, uh, top star in Spain from the beginning of his career all the way to its end 20 years later. And that was the golden age of Spanish pro wrestling when every summer there would be a lot of open-air shows in the big uh, bull rings and stadiums throughout the country. He was one of the key stars who helped take the business in Spain into its golden age, drew at least three 20,000-plus crowds that we know of for title matches in Valencia, as well as a lot of big crowds in his hometown of Barcelona. Held a ton of championships in Spain, more so than anyone else there. He held championships in three different weight classes. And when you add them all together, he was a one-time world champion, a seven-time European champion, and a four-time Spanish champion. On a couple occasions, he held three titles at the same time. Only a, one of only a handful of wrestlers to do so in the history of Spanish wrestling. This goes on to say that he was popular in France, too. Some cons. He did wrestle a little bit elsewhere in Europe, uh, but didn't have a lot of success outside of Spain and to a lesser extent, France. Other Spanish stars like Francisco Pino and Hercules Cortez were a bigger deal than him in France. So he was probably the number four or five Spanish star in the history of France. While he did work quite a few main events and semi-main events in France, he never worked the really big shows. So those are some pros and cons for that guy. I just wanted to kind of go over this a little bit just to see if maybe if you guys heard a little on them. Well, you know, it's so extensive right now at this point. I don't think we're going to change any picks based on you jotting off a few stats about <laughs> each guy. I got my guys pretty much locked and solid. All I right. wanted to check something with you really quick, Dick. Yeah. You said as the non-wrestlers, we can vote for as many as we need. Yes, sir. Okay. As many as you'd think. So I put five guys together, including two from that list. But I got others. Yeah, so they're they're not a part of the ten. All right. You could vote as many for as many as you want. I don't have to use ten, right? You don't have to. Um I don't think there's a law that says you have to vote for ten. I don't know what the rules are with Dick Ford over here. He's changing shit. Well, no, you I think you gotta pick. Yeah, I think you got to pick. Do you have to pick 10? You got to vote for 10, I think. 
I don't think right. there's a – yeah, I, I believe so. I've got my 10 then. I already know two other guys. We're good. Are you sure? Good. I'm sure. I'm sure. We're good. We're good. You, I'm not seeing you at all on your thing. Are you talking into the microphone? Yes. Me? Yes. You want me to talk it closer? Yeah, of course I'm talking to the fucking microphone. Well, that helps. <laughs> You're not registered. I, I don't see you showing up on my little... Well, I'm trying not to eat the fucking microphone because everybody told me I eat the microphone. You do eat, eat the microphone. The mic. yeah. Eat the fucking mic. And see, I... I uh, little inside baseball here yeah, last night i turned down your booster there because i was hearing every little well dink, that's dink, well that's why dink dink dink, dink on the desk well, i'm gonna start dinking to and duking again do. okay all right all right so we'll start with mad mike madness because you're the one who's going to be most prepared for this category yeah who do you like out of the Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Pacific Islands, and Africa category. I mean, it's pretty obvious. As you, if you don't know, I'm a full-blown Dago, so I'm going to vote Dominic Danucci into this Hall of Fame. He needs to be in there, that's for sure. Not just because he's a full-blown Dago, but he's a 13-time champion all over the world across multiple promotions. All right? And just to think about this really quick. He held the WWWF International Tag Team titles with... Bruno San Martino. If you can get on a team twice, two times with Bruno, you know, that's the rub you need. You're in the Hall of Fame right there. He also trained Mick Foley and Shane Douglas. I mean, it's a good case for Dominic Danucci. He's also in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame already. He did just pass away this year, too, August 12th. Joey Vegas, do you have a vote um, would you vote for someone in this category? Uh, if I was going to vote for somebody, it would be Dominic Danucci, but I have not. Uh, I did not pick one from this category. Do you have something against Italians, Joey Vegas? Are you racist only, against the Italian? Only you, Italian o- only you, Mister Madness. Do I do I not like very much? But uh, we just met today. We just <laughs> met today. Yes, this is true. We we have just met today or last week. Last or week, maybe. Last Maybe in passing a couple months ago in a weird world. I don't know. But what I do know is Danucci would be my not if I picked one, but I did not pick him. All right. I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow Mike Madness on the Danucci one. Mm -hmm. I think him just dying recently will help his case. Also, my wife is half Italian. Bada bing. So, well, uh, so that should be good for the, the Japanese wrestlers because she's also half a Japanese. Exactly. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. What's this, what, what does it give extra to these guys? Why does it give them extra when they're dead? Why do we always want to put them in the Hall of Fame because they're dead? I they don't even know they're going no, in. They got to put these guys in there alive. I think it's more like... Because he just died. No, no. I think it, the reason why is because they're more on the brain. Like... When they just died. Yes. Like in past... Like last year... Danucci probably doesn't get nearly uh, half the votes he's going to get this year mm-hmm. because he's more in the forefront of our of our brain and our memory and 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 because he just recently died. Yes, not that he becomes better now that he's dead. Uh, I think it's we think about him more now that he's just recently died. It seems like the only logical explanation for it. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the Mexico candidates. 
Uh, this will be Joey Vegas' favorite category as he loves Mexican um, women and Lucha Libre. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will run down the list here. Los Brazos, that is Brazo de Oro and Braza, Brazo de Plata and El Brazo. Sangre Chicana, Psycho Clown, Los Hermanos Dinamita, which is Cien Caras and Mascara Ano 2000 and Universo 2000. Dorel Dixon, Pirata Morgan, Mystico Caristico, who's still around, Octagon, La Parca AAA, not LA Park. LA Park was is in not the La Parca from WCW. La Parca from WCW was in voted in last year. LA Park. This is La Parca AAA. He just died recently too. Yeah. Huracan Ramirez and Rito Romero. So looking at this list and knowing Lucha Libre like I do, Psycho Clown. Mystico Caristico are and uh, are the only two I think that are still active. From what I can tell, I would I would agree with you. Uh, Mike Madness, did you vote for anybody from this category? I got none, not uh, one. Joey Vegas. Well, just for the mask alone, Psycho Clown deserves to be in this, but. Other than that, he has been all over the world. Uh, I love and I love Psycho Clown. So it's a little bit of bias. I have kind of a throwaway pick. This would be my throwaway pick. So you are you are casting. I am vote. casting a vote for Psycho Clown. Yes. Okay. I think Psycho Clown will get in. I think it might be a little too early. I, I, I could agree. That's why I said it's kind of like a, my throwaway pick. But he's done some big business when he puts his mask up. Oh, yeah. Uh, at Triple Manias with Dr. Wagner Jr. a couple of years ago. The bloodshed. Yes. And he is he is definitely a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's young. I, I should say he will end up being one. Do you know how young he is? Psycho Clown, I think he was... I think he's like... Please tell me. He was born in 85. He's only... Yeah, so he's... He's young. 36. Yeah, he's a young man. I also am not going to vote a ca- uh, cast a vote in this category. Um, the La Parca AAA one is is I, I it's a weird one because they just they just anybody can play that character. Yeah. Now I think he specifically means the one who was di- who just died. Yeah. During a match, well, he died from an injury that he sustained in the match, which is a horrible accident. You can look it up if you want to see the video. It's not so I also am going to pass on this on this category. So Joey Vegas, you've now hit the six mark. Yes. So you have technically four votes. Yes. And we're going to move on to the Japan candidates. I knew we were going to get through those first couple in a breeze. Of course. Okay. In a breeze. And we did. Because none of us are just that familiar. So in Japan... We have Sima, uh, Shotoshi Kojima, and Hiroshi Tenzan, Yoshiaki Fujiwara, Hayabusa, Kota Ibushi, Kyoko Ino, Tomohiro Ishii, uh, Marafuji, Tetsuya Naito, Okada, Miko Satomura, Katsuri 
Shibata, Takashi Segura, and Akira Tao. I cannot believe Akira Tao is not in the Hall of Fame yet. That's that's unbelievable. <laughs> so, Mike Madness, you have how many votes left do you have? Uh, I have four votes, not including any of the non-wrestlers. Okay. So, with four votes left, are you voting for anyone in the Japan category? Uh, yes. The remaining four votes go here. Well, like we've had this whole time in both parts, part one and two, we'll start with you. All right, I'm going to rattle them off. I'm not going to give you a bunch of bullshit through it all. So Kota Abushi, even though he's active, uh, he's won enough best bouts, G1 Climax twice. His in-ring stuff is tremendous. Throw this man in. If it's a little early, I don't care. Uh, I also had to go with Okada. Uh, he's had a best match of the year for the last 12 years, every year, all those ones that are like eight, nine stars, whatever with Kenny Omega (laughs) and uh, IWGP champion five times. So, Hey, that's an easy one to throw in. I'm also putting in Hayabusa. This is strictly because of dark side of the ring and FMW episode. (laughs) When he, when he took that, when he took that spike to the ring on himself and that slipped moonsault off the ropes, man, I don't know. And then seeing him stand up after the years later after that uh, in a show, it was uh, emotional. And uh, for what he was supposed to do, you know, I'm going to throw him in there just out of out of uh, the goodness of my heart. because I, I really like that. I don't know a lot of others about him, but I also put in Naito and uh, that rounds it out. So, yeah, um, it's hard to argue. I wouldn't argue with any of those picks. And um, I forgot to mention at the top, we are going to go. I do have some actually casted ballots. So we're going to go over those too and see where our picks go with the other picks of the, of the actual voters who get to vote a cast. One of these days, Joey Vegas, I will get to cast a vote for the rest of the Hall of Fame. Okay. I'm that working towards it. It's a goal. <laughs> All right. Sure. So Joey Vegas, you have... Five? Yes. Okay. Did you vote for anybody in this category? Uh, yes. All right. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, I also voted for Ibushi. I think that's an obvious choice. And if uh, Dick Ford doesn't vote for Ibushi, he's an idiot. Uh, I also picked Okada as well um, for all the things uh, Mr. Madness has said. Uh, I also picked uh, Naito, even though he's injury prone. Uh, he has uh, done it in Mexico. He's been in Mexico, been around Mexico. So he's got the Lucha Libre background a little bit, not a lot. Uh, he's also uh, had some awesome matches. Um, him and Jericho was definitely a good match as well. Now, the one question that I would have, because I would also put, and this is just me, I would also put uh, Tenkozy in, but my question is if... That's Kojima and Tenzan, by the way. Is do you are they individually in as well, or is this do they put do that you put them in as a tag team, and then can you put them in as individuals, or is it one and done? I don't. I let me look. I'd have to look and kind of like Ric Flair's in the WWE Hall of Fame, but then he's also with the Four Horsemen and you know whoever else they're going to put him in with, which they won't ever because he's banned from WWE, but. Um, that's the only question because individually I think they would go in and I think the tag team 
Um, I mean, they've won the tag team championship six times in New Japan. Uh, they've won uh, All Japan, um, the uh, World's Strongest Tag uh, League, t- 2006 and 2008. Um, tag Team of the Year in 2000 uh, for Tokyo Sports. And they've also been Tag Team of the Year for Wrestling Observer in 2001. So it's not necessarily what they've done recently, because um, they are a little bit old, uh, but they're still wrestling and doing it at a high level. So are you um, going to give them the vote? I'm going to give them the vote, yes. Um, so that would mean I would have one more. Now, <clears throat> I don't really know a lot. Of, I, hey, Abusa, I could see where Mandis was going with them. FMW, I mean, he... I mean, this guy put his life on the line every time. Um, but I might have to go. If you're going to chalk specifically in ring, maybe not. But what he's done for pro wrestling, uh, pro wrestling uh, in Japan especially, I'm going to go with Shibata. Because um, I think he can definitely get it. He was definitely getting it done in the ring. Plus what he's done now with the dojo. And then he's you know come over here and done the L.A. dojo for the United States. Um you know, I think he definitely, um, you know, deserves to be in. It might be a little early because he might be coming back in wrestling. I hope he can. Um, but I would give my final nod uh, to Shibata. Good picks, Joey Vegas. Good picks. So I have, I mean, I, it's right. It's my job to argue with you guys against your ludicrous picks but uh no complaints over any of those you couldn't no complaints and i wanted to see yoshiaki fujiwara like how do you not vote for yoshiaki fujiwara let me fujiwara armbar yeah yeah there's just too many on this list it should be in already that is true it's a hard one could come close to 10 right here. <laughs> it really is. So I have I have 6. I have 4 picks I can do. You have 4 picks left. That's not easy. All right. Uh Fujiwara is going to get my vote. Obviously. Okada's going to get my vote. Ibushi is going to get my vote. And I sit here and I think Naito, great wrestler. I feel like, you know, super over, obviously. Big merch guy. But he hasn't really had that I've seen the blow away title run like Okada has. True. Okada is really the only one that you name that has a blown away title run. Yeah. And neither has Ibushi. Yeah. But Ibushi, his talent is on a, is on a different level than Naito's. hundred percent. Plus I think Ibushi in real life might not get a lot of votes. Because he looks like he's about 28 years old. He's, yeah, he's 39. He looks young. He looks younger than 28. I know. It's crazy how young he looks. I think Mara Fuji is a Hall of Famer. Tomohiro Ishii 
is a whole. That's another the, one. But the thing that holds Ishii back is they've never gone with him. Exactly. Yeah. But all he's done is shown up every night, every G one, uh-huh. and been one of the best guys in the ring. Yeah. And he's had some great matches with Jay White and, um, I mean, Bushi. Is that? But does that necessarily leave him out? Do we just judge this by titles? I mean, I well, basically picked Okada overall more th- for his um, match ratings and his match of the years over his titles. Yeah, but what holds you back and one of the one of the key elements to uh, how you're supposed to judge these guys is their drawing power. And it's hard to have drawing power when they don't go with you as the guy. That's why you could say, oh, Hogan sold out all of those MSGs because he was on top. So, same with San Martino. But if you're in the third match, you don't get the credit for the sellout. So that's where you, you have to not only have the work rate, but a lot of people hold. I guess it's kind of, do you personally hold drawing power as a, as a big importance? Because it is one of the factors. At least it's supposed to be one of the factors when you're deciding who to vote for for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. So, so I guess, let me ask you this. So for, for Ishii, when you see him versus, like, Zack Sabre Jr., or you see him versus Okada, or you see him versus Abushi, or even if you see him versus, um, you know, somebody that's not your, somebody that you're voting for, are you like, dude... Like, him and Jay White, you're like, dude, that's going to be a good fucking match. Yeah. Like, you look at him and you, and you know it's going to be a hard-hitting, you know, bruiser match with him. He's going to lay in those fucking elbows, you know, and almost knock somebody unconscious with those things. So, obviously, with if you're going to go with a Hall of Famer and, or possible Hall of Famer, Nabushi and Okada and whoever else, I would say that's a very good pick to be in, even though, yes, he hasn't been the guy. But as a fan standpoint, he doesn't sell out arenas because if he was just him. But who's gonna? But honestly, who's gonna sell an arena with just one match? There's very few people that I you would say that. Hey, I'm gonna put this guy against this guy, and we're gonna sell. That's the only match in the card, and you're gonna sell out a fifteen twenty thousand seat arena. Well, the, the the problem is though is that they've never given him the title. No, the most important title. And they've given it to Ibushi. They've given it to Daito. They've given it to Okada. They've given it to those guys that you guys voted. They've given it to Tenzan. They've never given... Yeah, and Kojima. Yeah. Kojima was uh, New Japan champion and All Japan champion at the same time. Yeah. Triple Crown and and the New Japan uh, IWGP champion. I mean, I guess if you are going to make... I mean, you're making an argument. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He deserves to be in it, but I'm saying there's an right. argument against him. For, for sure. Because of his... Because of New Japan never going with him as the guy. Yeah. I don't know if drawing power should be his, you know, over in-ring talent overall and what they've done to the, in the business. You know, it depends how you look at it. It's actually pretty subjective on what you think. You're looking at the business side, the actual... You know, work rate. That's yeah. more of uh, well. It's your ballot. Of... Well, I'm not arguing. I'm just telling you. You vote who you want. Then I'm saying. Of... I'm saying if you don't, you're supposed to, as you're casting the vote, take drawing power into consideration. 
But if well, you, I did that with my Ultimate Warrior yes. pick, and then I got yelled at. Well, no, but I'm saying, but you, Mike Madness, if mm, you yeah. feel like drawing power is not doesn't hold as much water per se as longevity, because that's clearly one of your benefits to the Ultimate Warrior uh, horrible pick is his longevity. Longevity. So I'm going Fujiwara, Hayabusa, Ibushi, and Okada. And I'll wait on Ishii. I'll wait on Naito and Ishii until next year. Because we're going to do this every year. Every year that we're doing our upcoming Mark Side of the Ring podcast that's debuting on January 4. Every year that we do it, we're going to do our Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame ballot. Every year. And uh, we're going to, you know, do it until our guys are in. All right. So let's recap. I'll give it to um, Mike. We'll let you go first. Recap all 10 of your picks. And then once you give out all 10 of your picks, you can't go back. So you have one more opportunity to say, you know what? The ultimate warrior is not a fucking hall of famer. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to actually remember my picks from last week completely, but we yeah. know it was the ultimate, ultimate warrior, yeah. Rick Martell, Sergeant Slaughter. I did Tully and Arn, and I had one other one that I'm blanking on right now, but I'll keep going from today. Black Jack Dominic, Mulligan. Black Jack Mulligan. That was it. Dominic DiNucci. Uh, I got Ibushi. Okada, Naito, and Hayabusa. Okay. And then we will kick it over here to Joey. I voted for Rocky Johnson Vegas. Rocky Johnson's penis. Yes. Hey, he has given us one of the greatest professional wrestlers in the world. That should be recognized. It's a very, very valuable dick. Yes. So Rocky Johnson, that's probably how the number we're one not pick. giving I'm not gonna give his mother's vagina any love. No, no, we're voting in Rocky's Johnson. All right, yeah. well, I, I'm because just... because the Rock is a male. If he was a female, no, no Rocky's Johnson, his dick. <laughs> we're voting in his dick, Joey. We're voting a dick into the Hall of Fame. The first time we're actually going to do body parts of different guys. Like, okay, he wasn't his. A whole all of him doesn't belong in, but his dick that belongs in. <laughs> like Killer Kowalski, just his hand, just man. his just, hand, just, just a claw. Yeah. All right, Joey Vegas. Do you have all ten of your picks? Did you write them down? Am I the only one who wrote them? These You're down? the only one that wrote anything down. All right. Do you want me to give your picks? But you... I, I know my picks. All right. Go ahead. The best. The only pick that really matters is Rocky Johnson, as we've already stated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blackjack Mulligan as well. <clears throat> then I have uh, nothing in the Australian. No, but you skipped. No, you you skipped a bunch of U.S. picks. Yeah, yeah. I don't care about U.S. picks. You did Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. Yeah, yeah. I know. You I did, did CM, CM Punk. Punk. Yes, and we're gonna go with the Ultimate War. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you 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 should. No, no, no I, Rocky I, Johnson. I can't give it to the Ultimate Warrior. Blackjack Mulligan. Yes. And that was it. And CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then so tonight, I just missed CM Punk. And tonight you went with. Yeah, tonight uh, I went with. I don't know who. Oh, I didn't go with any of those. I don't remember what. Before the Japanese ones, which one did I go with? God, you did Psycho Clown. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I was doing it in order, and then I. Because my sheets are in order. All right. But you went out of order because you're an asshole. Um, so, yeah, Psycho Clown, Psycho Circus should also be in there, but we'll digress for now. Uh, Okada, Naito, 
uh, Ibushi and Tenkozy. Okay. Of Kojima and Tenzan. Yes. My ballot went Tully and Arn with JJ, Bill Goldberg, Paul Orndorff, June Byers, Pampiro Furpo. Oh, yeah. Dominic Danucci, Fujiwara, Hayabusa, Ibushi, and Okada. Now, the category where there is no limit. You could vote for as many as you like. It's the non-wrestler category. I will give the rundown, and then we'll go to Mike for his picks. Lord James Bleers, Dave Brown, Bobby Bruns, Bob Cottle, Jim Crockett Jr., Bobby Davis, Joe Higuchi, Jim Johnston, uh, Takaki Kadani, Larry Matisik, Stephanie McMahon, James Melby, Don Owen, Reggie Parks, Morris Siegel, Tony Schiavone, George Scott, Mike Today, Ted Turner, Stanley Weston, and the Grand Wizard. We'll go with mine first. All right. Well, since I've got unlimited, I'm going to go ahead and start down the list here. Obviously, I think Jim Crockett Jr. belong in here. And he's also one of those candidates that's going to fall off. But uh, I'll throw him on there. Uh, I definitely would put Jim Johnston on there, just strictly, just strictly for that the brood Gangrel theme. That uh, that just got him in the Hall of Fame. That could have been anything. Yeah, you could be a. That's a great stripping song. It's you could do anything. You fuck people do it. It's just <laughs> wonderful. You could dance. You know, whatever. It's a great song. Great entrance, and the music was just spot on for that. Uh, let's see. Keeping it going here. Definitely going to put Tony Schiavone in there. I mean, he's been the lead play-by-play guy for the WWF, WCW, and he's uh, doing his thing in AEW. Uh, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, I mean, the Monday Night Wars, classic times. If you went on WWF, Jim Ross was your voice. WCW was Tony Schiavone. He's in the Hall of Fame, strictly for the timing there. Uh, and last but not least, I'm going to also put Mike Tenay in uh in here as well i enjoyed his commentary in wcw and he's been in and out different promotions doing what he does and he's got a good mind for the uh cruiserweights so that's the end of that so quick question did you say ted turner or no i did not say ted turner um i I, I vehemently against him being in that why didn't you vote for stephanie mcmahon why did I not vote for Stephanie McMahon? Because I'm not voting for anyone that has murdered her own product so horribly over the last freaking decade. Uh, that's why. Because she's a politically correct witch. All right. All right. Uh, hard to argue. Hard to argue. Never gets my vote. And she's a woman wrestler. Come on. <laughs> Joey Vegas, mm-hmm. your non-wrestlers, <clears throat> please. Well... <sighs> I'm going to have a lot of them here. Not really. Um, Pretty much what Mr. Madness was saying. Definitely Jim Crockett Jr. for sure. Uh, Jim Johnson for all the WWE themes that we so enjoy. Um, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I was thinking about her. And then I remember she's a cunt. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, Tony Schiavone. Yep. Just for Jericho calling him that. He gets in automatically. (laughs) The Professor Mike Tanay. He was great with Tony Schiavone in WCW. Plus, he's been all around. Uh, somehow, Ted Turner, 
you know, originally I was going to say yes, but he didn't really do much other than give money to uh, WCW. So, uh, no. Media Hall yeah. of Fame, sure. Wrestling Hall of Fame, no. Uh, Ted Turner does not belong in there in any way. He's not even affiliated with wrestling, in my opinion. He was more in WWF on camera when they were doing the ripoff of him anyways. True. Billionaire Ted. Yeah. And the Grand Wizard, that kind of bothers me. I'm not sure why you would put anybody named the Grand Wizard on here because people are going to think something else. Um, but, yeah, that would be my picks. So Mike Tanay, uh, Tony Schiavone, uh, Steph, oh, I mean, <clears throat> Jim Johnson, Johnston, sorry, and Jim Crockett, a junior. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he's got a problem with something we said. He's going to oh. vote in Ted Turner's. He's, I mean, he's been. I can see him. He's yeah. been shaking his head like an idiot yeah, for the got, last like, five I, minutes. Ever since you've been talking, it must I, be you. He's just that. No, I, we have I, all the same ones, so he can't. I'm, just be I'm shocked. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked by the two of you. How can you not put Ted Turner in this Hall of Fame? He single-handedly saved Jim Crockett Promotions from going completely okay. into nothingness and turned Jim Crockett promotions into WCW. Yeah. And, and, and hold on. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with WCW, but they were the other company in the Monday night wars that you two will talk so glowingly about as the last mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. wrestling was cool and fun and people cared. Well, who made that all possible? Ted Turner in 1988 when he bought Jim Crockett promotions because Jim Tr Jim Crockett Jr. and Dusty were spending all the fucking money. Mm -hmm. And if it speaking wasn't for money, if, if, it, if it wasn't for Ted Turner, there would have been no WCW. Period. End of story. Okay. But yeah, he doesn't but deserve to be in to, the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Not even close. His, his checkbook can go into the Wrestling Hall of Fame oh. because the only thing he contributed was dollars and, and, and told everyone else what to do. He's a businessman. He didn't get himself involved like Vince McMahon did. So, you know, there's a big difference there. He sits up in an office and tells Eric Bischoff just to make money and make ratings. No. That's, that doesn't get you no, in. He hasn't no, no. contributed anything else. Except no. Explain what he's done no. physically. You want to know it. what he did? He what? said... Uh, Eric Bischoff, I'm going to give you Monday nights, primetime, TNT. Yeah, but that was Bischoff's idea. That, no, that was a Ted Turner call. No, he said he needed to compete with him, and he needed to be live on Mondays. That's the only way he yeah, could do it. Yeah, and guess who hated Vince McMahon? And who gave the green light? Yeah, money. Ted Turner, tried to, Ted Turner wanted to ruin the business. Let me tell you something. You think that was uh, that's the way it went. If, if WCW wins that, they're, they're, wrestling as we know it is, is toast, man. I don't even know what it would be right now because that company would have not kept it going without any competition. They would have ran that right into the ground like they did anyways. And Vince had passion for it, and Ted Turner did not. He was a TV model, and he freaking just wanted to write checks, make money, and piss people off. 100%. Especially billionaires like Vince McMahon. So uh, I'm not putting okay. Ted Turner first of all, in first the of all, First of all, Ted Turner was a revolutionary for cable TV. He put wrestling on cable TV on the TBS Superstation. It was TBS, the Ted Turner Networks. Everyone knows 
was built on the back of professional wrestling and the fucking Andy Griffith show. And it was Turner who gave all of those green lights. He made everything possible. Ted Turner is the reason for the season. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, he has to go in here. Well, you're completely wrong and off base. First of all, there are first of all, there's there's no war. There's no Monday Night War without the NWO. Without Ted Turner. Yeah, but he could have put anything out there. You just you put anybody put all the investors in too. You know, put anyone that had anything to do with it. The board, the board of directors. Yeah. Yeah, everybody put them all in then because they had something to do with it. Put the guys in the producer truck and the TV trucks out there too. Yeah, you can. Yes. You can. This this guy yeah, this guy pumped in the money, sat back, yeah. didn't give a shit. That's not as true. As long as he made That's money. That's not true. They that whole network, everyone at Turner wanted WCW out of there. And 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 Madness knows this because he listens to that fucking Bischoff podcast. They yes, they all wanted WCW gone off the books the minute Turner acquired it, but Turner stuck with it. He stuck by WCW. He backed WCW. He didn't give up on WCW. He didn't sell WCW. Until he finally gave up on WCW. No, that was the merger that gave up. AOL gave up on WCW. Ted Turner would have had wrestling as long as Ted Turner was in charge Wrestling was going to be on his networks. The minute he wasn't in charge was the minute that wrestling was no longer on his network. But how you could have a professional wrestling hall of fame with guys getting in from that era, how you could not have Ted Turner in there is crazy. So I'm voting Ted Turner because I'm the only one with the head on his shoulders. Clearly. You're the only one. Stupid enough to vote Ted Reggie Turner. Parks is also getting my vote. He was a great worker, maybe good to great worker, but he'll be more iconically known as the belt man. Some of your most iconic championship belts in the in the history of professional wrestling were made by the hands of Reggie Parks, who also recently just passed away. I'm also going to give a vote to Don Owen. Most people listening to this have no fucking clue who Don Owen is. But he ran the Oregon Territory, Portland. Made Piper a star. And while uh, he never got to the heights of the McMahons or the Crockett's, I still think Don Owen played a very crucial role in the Territory days of professional wrestling. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. If you don't believe me, Google it and tell me I'm wrong. I also I think... Excuse me? Go ahead. Excuse me, you go ahead. No, sir. no, go ahead. No, I said I don't have to go Google to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> Nobody needs Google to figure that out. Why are you against Don Owen? I'm not. I'm just busting your balls oh, right now. Well. Larry Matisic, St. Louis... Definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just for his time wrestling at the chase with um, what the hell is his name? Help me out. Somebody help me out. What are you looking for? St. Louis. The fuck was that guy's name that ran St. Louis with Matisic? Not Mush- Sam Mushnick. Sam Mushnick. Yes. Mushnick. 
Sam Mushnick, Larry Matisic learned under that tree. Wrestling at the Chase is iconic. And then I'm also going to vote Joe Higuchi, who's a longtime referee in Japan. Ref all of the big All Japan matches through the glory days. Joe Higuchi gets my vote. And Bob Cottle gets my vote. I like that one. Bob Cottle is a great, great commentator. Worked with Jim Ross for a bit, right? Yeah. Bob Cottle gets my vote. I, I, you know, you could even write in, you know, here, to Dave Brown, too, while we're at it. So, so you're, go- you can't, no write ins. Um, yeah. So, so you're going to put in Ted Turner, but you're not going to put in Jim Johnston. Oh, I, you know what? I completely forgot about Jim. My bad. I'll go with okay. you. I'll go with you guys on the gym. Yeah. Iconic themes. Very iconic. It's, you know, the, the, the who's who of theme songs. So, so if, what- if, if, if Jim Johnston is in WCW, they probably win the war. They had some weak, weak theme music in WCW. If you think about it, it was like all generic guitar shit. Listen, just- I- Listen, Glacier theme was awesome. They just because yeah, but well, Madness, you know where it all came from. It was all that royalty free shit that just Turner had laying around. That's true. The NWO theme was for softcore porn at first. That's what they got it from. That's a good choice. That's a true, that's a true story. Buff I mean, Bagwell also did softcore porn. He was in the NWO. So like WCW was kind of like porn. <laughs> I don't know. Sort of. I mean, I think the softcore porn probably went more towards the uh, McMahon side of the God, you guys the ring in that time frame. Oh, that definitely was, yeah. Now, the Grand Wizard, I mean, I'm sorry, but the Grand Wizard, did he wear a... Yeah. Uh, did he wear a He wore a, a thing on his head. You want to say a turban, but it's not a turban. He was an all-time... He, he was, was a wizard, a, man. He was an all-time great manager. Did he manage Oz when Kevin Nash was Oz? Because that would be fucking awesome if that happened. I don't think it ever did, but that would be so cool. Can you imagine the Grand Wizard and Oz coming down to the ring and shit with a I dog? I think he did. So That'd be pretty cool. I have, looking at this right now, and this gets updated, I have 11 ballots that were cast by official voters mm-hmm. in the Observer for the Observer Hall of Fame for 2021. So I kind of wanted to just go through this and see how our voting registers with everybody else's that are so far have been cast. You all right there over there, Madness? Yeah. Too much noise? Yeah. Uh, So let's... We'll start in the non-wrestler category because I think this is very interesting. Uh-huh. So all three of us, and I let you guys kind of like talk me into it. All three of us would have voted for Jim Johnston. Yeah. Out of the 11 ballots that have been cast, one person has voted for Jim Johnston. Well, 10 of them are wrong. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, both of you voted for Tony Skiavone. Only one person has voted for Skiavone, and it's the same person who also voted for Jim Johnston. Well, who's who's that person? I'll yeah, tell you, be friends with I'll, this person. I'll tell you his name when I'm finished. Oh, okay. All right. That same person 
voted for Bob Cottle. Mm-hmm. I like this guy. That same person voted for Stanley Weston. And he also voted for Jim Crockett Jr. And he voted for Don Owen. That guy is Nick underscore PMA. Let me see who he is. I say, does he have a real name? No, he's just Nick on, on Twitter. He's yeah, it, it, they put up his Twitter handle because he's that's where he put his ballot out to the public. But yeah, he's just some guy, dude. He's got 219 followers and he gets the vote in the Hall of Fame. How the fuck does he get the vote? In the Hall I of have Fame? no idea. Whose dick did he suck? No shit. Yeah, how do you get to vote in this Hall of Fame? If, apparently, if he's only got 219 followers, Dick Ford is more than that. I do. Put me in, coach. Half of them are fake, but I mean, at least he has them. No, 75% of them are bots. No, okay. <laughs> Get the numbers right. So looking at the rest of these, there's a couple for Bobby Bruns. Uh, Bobby Davis. Anybody know who Bobby Davis is? No. Out of, the, out of the 11? I don't six, know who that is. Six people voted for him out of the 11. Let me search. For Maybe Bobby. this is why I don't get to vote in the Observer Hall of Fame. <laughs> Don Owen. Five people voted for Don Owen. Two people voted for George Scott. Great booker. Jim Crockett Jr., who, like Mr. Mike Madness stated earlier, is on the brink of getting x off this thing. Out of the 11 ballots that we have, have seen, Five people voted for Jim Crockett. That's not good. So, so uh, was it Bobby Davis? Bobby Davis. Uh, they say uh, without the stylings of Bob Davis, there would be no Bobby the Brain Heenan, Jim Cornette, or Paul Heyman. Oh. Um, he said uh, he's the, man- quote, the manager of champions, Bobby Davis. I think I know uh, that now that you mentioned it. Yes. He was uh, NWA, uh, local NWA affiliate. Uh, I guess you got to, I, I guess, yeah, I guess we missed the boat on that one. If, if without Bobby Davis, there's no Bobby, the brain Heaton. Yeah. He said he was the manager of uh, Don Juan, the magnificent Jackie Fargo, Dr. Jerry Graham, Eddie Grant, or, and his brother, Eddie Graham and the nature boy, Buddy Rogers. Um, wow. He would become the manager for gorilla monsoon as well. Um, I missed the boat, Mike. You definitely yeah. missed the boat on this one. We did. I did. I'm not too familiar with this guy. It's kind of strange that he has this much influence in the business and he doesn't have that much exposure to go along with it. It's kind of weird how some of these guys well, just get buried. Well, you know how that, you know, I'll tell you why that is. Are you ready for the, the answer to that question? I know you got all the answers. Dick. I got you all go the ahead. fucking answers. Here's uh, why. Here's why. Because Vince McMahon didn't want you to know who he was. Yeah, he's like the modern day Zuckerberg. He just gets you canceled if he doesn't like you. He just puts you down and mutes you. And but when you news. when you when you grow up and you watch WWF or WCW, Vince McMahon specifically more than anybody else only wants you to know what he wants you to know. Yep. And if you listen to, there is a large portion of people out there who think that Ric Flair is only a 16-time world champion because that's what Vince McMahon has beaten and drummed into your head Mm -hmm. for the last 30 years. People want... 
people out there believe that Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania three was the first time that Andre had ever been body slammed. Why? Because that's what Vince McMahon wanted you to believe. He that's what he wanted you to know. And, and if you remember, if you remember when he was, uh, you know, when, when new guys would come in in the late 80s, early 90s, he would he would always say, oh, we don't know anything about this guy. And it'd be like Kerry Von Erich. And he would come in as the Texas tornado. And it's like, we don't know anything about him. Where's he from? And I was like, who is this guy? He's like, he doesn't want to acknowledge any other accomplishments anywhere else. No. That's, so Bobby, Bobby Davis did, probably didn't grease the McMahon wheel. Definitely not. Yeah. Bobby Davis. I'd say he pissed them off at some point. Uh, Joey Vegas, since you're looking up guys, three, five out of the 11 voted for Stanley Weston, who I also have no idea. But as soon as you started to describe Bobby Davis, I remember Bobby Davis because didn't Bobby Davis, when did Bobby Davis die? It was, it was a while ago. Oh, was it? I think. I, I remember hearing the name Bobby Davis, um, when, he, oh no, he did just die this year. Yeah, see, yeah, that's that's where I remember it. I was gonna say because I remember now that you mentioned the Heenan thing, I remember now listening to Meltzer give his kind of like his verbal obituary, and I remember him saying that he was a lot of the influence on Heenan. So, uh, Mr. Dick Ford, Stanley Weston, apparently. Uh, started Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yes. And is in 20 other magazines over his career. Wow. And he's in the International Boxing Hall of Fame in 2006. So I I guess he belongs. Boy, we missed the boat on him. Yeah. Well, we can vote for as many as we want. So put That's them in. That's true. Yeah. Them in. And put the I'm, whole list in. Okay. I'm surprised Everyone he missed him. He was born September 25th, 1990 or 1919 in Bronx, in the Bronx, New York. Oh. And he died in Long Island in 2002 at the age of 82. So those magazines, it's weird because a lot of the guys who don't cover the business from a kayfabe standpoint, they look kind of look down at the mags. Like when I've heard Meltzer talk about the mags, he doesn't speak glowingly of the mags because the mags were always in kayfabe. Yeah. So, and, and for those of you that don't know what kayfabe means, the mags treated like it, it treated professional wrestling as if it were a hundred percent on the up and up and real, and where the winners weren't predetermined. So they kind of get, you know, a negative. Eh. But I remember buying all those magazines when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Now this guy, this one will make you happy. This next to this last one that we'll talk about. Ethan Tyler. Out of the 11 ballots we have access to so far, Ethan Tyler, just one person voted for Ted Turner. Huh. Well, Ethan sounds like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you did make a good case, Dick Ford. I'll admit you did, but. That's really realistic. He was a uh, he was a businessman, business TV guy first. But well. so um, the rest of the world, we only have eight ballots or eight people that have voted. 
And this one was tough for us because we're not really too familiar. And now, since I put myself on an island, oh my God, this is so perfect. Uh, Mike Madness, what did you say about Ethan Tyler? What did I say about you? Oh, he's an idiot. Okay. He's the <laughs> only one who voted for Dominic DiNucci. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's not as stupid as I thought. <laughs> oh, all right, we'll move on from that category because we only Mike and I are the only two that put votes in, and we both put for Tanucci. We're on an island with Ethan Tyler, who three minutes ago was an idiot. So, looking at the Mexico, Joey Vegas is the only one who put a vote in, and he put a vote in for Psycho Clown. And out of the seven votes that we have so far, only one person voted for Psycho Clown. Hmm. Now, Joey Vegas, Cubs fan, or as you know him as Lucha Blog, he voted in this category. How the hell does he get a vote? Because he's Meltzer follows him. He's like the guy for Lucha. I know. He's a good guy. So here's who he voted for. And I also follow Lucha Blog. And if you're looking to get into... some Lucha Libre, I would definitely give at Lucha Blog a follow. Yes. He voted for Mystico slash Caristico. It's the same person. Huracan Ramirez, Los Brazos, and Sangre Chicana are his votes that he voted for in the category of Mexico. This is the big one. This is the one where all of us are very familiar. We'll go to Japan. I said earlier, when we were talking about Japan, I said, I don't know how Akira Tao isn't already in that Hall of Fame. Out of the 10 ballots that we have, four people voted for Akira Tao. Tao 40%. Kazushika Okada, who got all of us to vote for him, correct? Yeah. Eight out of the ten are voting in Okada. What I want to do is I want to ask Fumi Saito and Steve Yohei, or Yo, why they didn't vote for Okada. I can't understand why Fumi Saito went yeah. and voted for Okada. How does Saito not know that? Not, not vote for him. Maybe he thinks it's too early. But Okay, but let me ask. So... But are they f- voting just in this category, or th- so? Because I guess my question is: because if you only get ten picks, yeah, maybe he didn't vote for Okada because he had another one he felt very strongly of. Well, in a different category. See, when I clicked on a lot of these guys, the their names brought me to their tweets where they said they posted their whole ballot. Oh, but Fumi Saito's sends me to the Pacific Rim podcast. So I don't know. I'd have to listen to that episode to find out why he did what he did. Oh, okay. Uh, this is alarming. And, and, and I brought this up earlier when we were talking about Kota Ibushi. And I said, I think it might hurt him that he looks like he's 28 years old. Yeah. And also, he hasn't gotten that big run yet at the top. But out of the 10 ballots... That we have two of them voted for Kota Ibushi. 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't know how you could not vote and, for him and, either. And here's the alarm. Here you what you ready for me to blow your mind? Tomohiro Ishii only has two votes as well. But he's from two different people. Yeah. That not the same people voted for Kota did not vote for Ishii. Yeah. But how does that Ishii and Kota both only have two votes? Right they're now. not on the same wavelength. They're both great, but they're not. And now here here's where I'm way off. Yoshiaki Fujiwara? Yeah. Only two people have voted for him. Fumi Saito being one of them. Maybe there's just too many in this category, and they had to spread it out. They wanted to spread it out amongst all of them. See, I, I think the problem is you can only vote for 10. So, like, I mean, I understand they have to limit it somehow because you'd probably put in almost everybody in, you know, in the category. But... You, I, I say you'd have to look at their entire ballot because if they're going to vote for, let's say, Goldberg, but not Abushi, wh- how? Mm-hmm. Or if they're going to vote for Rick uh, Scott and Rick Steiner, but they're not going to vote for Abushi, wh- why? Like Hayab- that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to f- figure out. Hayabusa only has two votes. You and uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, Fumi Saito and Nick Puma. Or Nick PMA. Are there any guys in this category that have more than two votes? Okada. Seems, oh, yeah. Okada's oh, yeah. the favorite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said he had about eight. Yeah. That's right. Did anybody vote for SEMA? Yes. One person did. Well, they're idiots. What about uh, Kojima and Tenza? None. Nobody. Nobody. And only one person voted for Naito. Hmm. I mean, again, like I asked before, if Kojima and Tenzan. If you're only voting for them as a tag team, which you are, I, I know, but I'm saying only for the tag team, not for their individual stats at all. Then I don't. Then I guess I would probably not vote for them because they haven't been a tag team for, you know, they haven't been that accomplished as a tag team. But if you're voting for them on their whole careers, then they definitely deserve to get in. So the historical U.S. Canada. We have 10 guys, uh, 10 ballots. Now, last week, we did part one, and we covered this category. And in, in between the time that we recorded and tonight, I know who Buddy Colt is. Mm-hmm. Buddy Colt basically gave B. Bri- B Brian Blair his start and. B. Brian, I heard an interview with B. Brian Blair where he was talking about his book that he has coming out. And he talked for 15 minutes about Buddy Colt. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not going to vote for him, but he has one vote so far. Um, one of my votes was June Byers. Three people have voted for her. Remember I said Johnny Rougeau is a strong candidate? Yeah. Look him up. He's only got two votes. I voted for Pampiro Furpo. One person has. This is a little surprising. Maybe Mike could tell us why this is the case. Ole Anderson's got four votes out of the ten. Why he only has four? Why he has four? Because that seems like a high. That seems like a high number. (laughs) I do. I believe so, but I think it's. Probably due to his uh, run with the horseman and being an original horseman, you know, 
or or like I said last week, I mean, it could be because he was the voice of the Shockmaster. Sorry, we only have nine ballots. Uh, four out of the nine also voted for Sputnik Monroe, who's on the chopping block. Wild Bill Curry got three, and that's it. So nobody voted for Punk? Nope. Nobody. Voted. No, no, that's historical. This is historical. Oh. Well, you said the U.S. and Canada. Yes, historical U.S. and oh, Canada. you didn't say historical now, when you went through. I did. But now we're doing modern U.S. and Canada, where we have 10 ballots total. If anybody voted for Nikki Bella, they should not be allowed to vote at all, ever. So this will be the fun category. Mike Madness, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. So two people have voted for CM Punk. So I don't think he's getting in this year. Four people have voted for Junkyard Dog, JYD, Arf, 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 Bill Watts' greatest accomplishment. Randy Orton got three votes so far. Unbelievable. I can't believe Orton got more than Punk. So here, this is a shocker right here because none of us voted for them. And they have one, two, three, four, five out of ten it's, it's people. Be the Hardy Boys or the Steiners? The Steiners. Yeah. Oh, five what? out of the ten people who have casted a ballot right now voted for Rick and Scott Steiner. I thought about it, but they just they haven't they. This is a lot. I think this is, this is. I think this is a lot of young voters. Young, when I say young, I mean like guys our age. Yeah, and maybe even a little younger. Like Fumi Saito is much older than us. Yes. So, this is one that uh, Mike will like. Seven votes for Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, of course. They saw him when he's about to fall off. Everyone knows he belongs in every Hall of Fame. Come on. Beautiful chin, too. This guy, Thomas Simpson, needs to get his fucking head checked. Okay? Let me tell you Thomas Simpson's picks in the modern and U.S. and ca- modern U.S. Canada category. Are you ready? This clown voted for Randy Orton, Sergeant Slaughter, Charlotte Flair, Edge, Jeff, and Matt Hardy. What the hell? Has he just started watching wrestling like five years ago? He's the only he's the, he's the only person who voted for Charlotte Flair. He's the only person who voted for Edge, and he's the only person who voted for Jeff and Matt Hardy. Well, I, I think Edge gets in eventually. I think yes, but not right now. Not right now. Charlotte Flair again eventually. Now, I allowed you guys to talk me in to Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson with J.J. Dillon. Yes. Not one person has voted for them. Well, obviously we know if they're voting for Jeff and Matt Hardy. and Well, that's only one guy. I know, but I'm saying, and Randy Orton got so many. Sergeant Slaughter deserves it. He So he got seven out of the ten. So. Who are these people? Yeah, here's not, the guys. Smart. Here's the guys with no votes out of. The, what I say, 10? 10. Out of the 10 ballots that we have access to so far, these are the guys who have not received the vote, and not just guys, men and women. Bill Dundee, Bill Goldberg, John Moxley, Kamala, Nikki Bella, 
Rick Martel, Seth Rollins, Trish Stratus, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson with J.J. Dillon, and the Ultimate Warrior has received zero, zero votes so far. Uh, that was always next year for the Warrior. Now, I find this one interesting. And this is by my boy Fumi Saito. He's the only one who voted for Paul Orndorff. He's an old he's an old school guy. Just like I'm the only one who voted for Paul Orndorff on this show. And that's it. How many uh how many ballots are there total? How many people vote? I that I don't know. There's that's a secret number. Oh, they don't have? Mm-mm. They should have that. That's that's stupid on Meltzer's part. Every other Hall of Fame I can tell I, you how many people vote every year. I'll tell you this. I don't I don't know if the number's out there. If, unless Meltzer says it probably isn't. So for the actual breakdown, Kazushika Okada right now is leading the public ballot percentage. 77% of the votes have gone to, uh, like, Okada's been on 77% of the ballot. As he should. Number two, Sergeant Slaughter at 70, at 70%. As he should. And you'd expect that with him falling off the ballot after this year if he doesn't get in. So he'll get in. Bobby Davis is third highest with 66%. I feel bad that I didn't write Bobby Davis in. I'm learning a lot. Big Daddy, who's really big in the UK, Billy Joy, Stanley Weston, Jim Crockett Jr., who is in trouble, is uh, 55%. Don Owen, 50%. Rick and Scott Steiner, also 50%. And all the way, there is a ton of guys with 0%. But the bottom of the barrel guys who have only gotten 10%, Reggie Parks, Bob Cottle, Jim Johnston, Tony Schiavone, Paul Orndorff, Ted Turner, Dave Brown, Charlotte Flair, Edge, Jeff and Matt Hardy. Oh, and that's it. Those are the bottom guys that have only gotten 10% of the vote so far. I'm surprised Schiavone's getting such... Such low. I'm assuming Jim Ross is already in this. Yes. Um, and and no, nobody voted for the professor, Mike Tanay, huh? Nope. Yeah, I mean, I don't He's, know. Tanay's been underrated, I think, a bit. Yeah, and it was hard because Tanay would only come in for, like, the cruiserweights a lot of times You know, he, in WCW. He, you know, he, he did work every week in TNA. Oh, I know. But, I but know. the problem with Tanay, I think TNA hurts him. Yes. Because he... Today is not a good play-by-play guy. No, he's not. He was mm-hmm. a he was a great caller. Mm-hmm. He was not good at play-by-play. I think TNA, his time in, in TNA, might actually hurt his chances of making the Hall of Fame. But he is a great interview when Meltzer has him on Wrestling Observer Radio. I have a lot of time and respect. For Mike Tanay. I'm also curious 
and you're not going to know the answer, uh, I don't think, Dick Ford, but the candidates that are going to be dropped off unless they get 50% of the vote, mm -hmm. how does that come about? Is it, do they get just a low percentage for so many years? Yeah. Because, like, Sergeant Slaughter, it makes, it surprises me. So now everybody's voting for him because they're like, oh, well, he's either going to get 50% or he's dropped off. Yeah. So, well, how long has he been in this got to do it or no, but, you know, so are people just propping him up over 50% until eventually he gets in? Like, that's the stuff I want to know that I won't know and you probably don't know unless you go back years and years and find that out. Um, because he deserves to be in. I didn't give him a vote, but he does deserve to be in. But are people just voting for him because they don't want him to drop off? Because they're like, well, he deserves to be in, so I'm going to give him a vote this year, but I'm not going to vote somebody else because, again, in the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to vote for this guy because he's going to eventually be in. Like, maybe they're not voting Ibushi because they know eventually he's going to get in, so they're going to give it to Sergeant Slaughter instead. Maybe something like that. So Joey Vegas, I got some info here. Uh, let's see if this is correct here. This is a Wrestling, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. It says any person that gets less than 10% of the vote is eliminated from the ballot. If a person fails to get inducted 15 years after being put on the ballot, they must get 50% of the vote or will be eliminated. So he's been on there 15 years and we haven't, nobody's got him in the Hall of Fame yet? Yeah, that's what this is saying, yeah. That's, that's kind of bullshit in my opinion yeah but so anybody that gets under 10 percent, you said gets uh, eliminated right away uh yeah i believe that's what that said yes yes any person that gets less than 10 percent of the vote is eliminated from the ballot wow so like abushi could get eliminated from the ballot if he doesn't get i mean he's got 20 percent yeah. now but i mean he won't but i'm just saying theoretically he could be i guess if you get eliminated after that i wonder if you're ever allowed to be back on the ballot yeah, like in the like the baseball Hall of Fame, like you know, like Ron Santo didn't get in, but he mm -hmm. got in. I mean, he got in after he died, but he got in because of some exemption or something. Yeah. So there are times where Meltzer will, will add guys back to the ballot. So I don't know if that applies with the sl slaughter case or not, but there have been times. I vaguely remember hearing that they've added somebody back onto the ballot. There had to be some sort of petitioning going on for somebody, I guess, if that was to happen. I don't know if anybody has the time or energy for it, but I don't know. I'm sure somebody has something. Someone's you know, got the, the time for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the lip-tired lip wrestling fans with nothing to do. They they'll <laughs> gather for anything, you know? Yeah, the same people that are voting for Rick and Scott Steiner, probably. Yeah. Somebody uh, jumped the rail and tackled Seth Rollins tonight. At, I did see that, yeah. At Raw in, in Brooklyn. So now that we got part two uh, pretty much out of the way, do you have any final thoughts, Mike Madness, on the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame, the voting process, or anything like that? You know, I think the uh, I think the ballot's a little too large almost. There's almost too much on the ballot, to be honest with you. But I guess based on the parameters set that they sit on there for 15 years or so, uh, it's got to be like that. So, But I thought it was good. I think we made some good picks, the Ultimate Warrior being the best of all of them. Uh, Rocky Johnson's penis is in and Goldberg. So we that's what we did here. Yeah. So, we, yeah. Vo we voted in the worst of the worst. Yeah, yes. we had a good time. Goldberg, Warrior, and Rocky Johnson. 
Yes. Ted, Ted Turner. Don't forget Ted Turner. We all have a stupid one, right? No, no. Ted, Ted Turner, Turner reminds was the right Joy Vegas. Oh, actually, it's you with two stupid, two stupid ones, but Goldberg and Ted Turner. These guys work for each other. You're fucking in cahoots with them right now and trying to push them. Fucking Joey, scam artist. Joey Vegas, your final thoughts? I mean, definitely too many. If you can only pick 10, you have so many of these that are going to get zero that probably deserve, you know, a place, but they're going to just be eliminated because they're going to get under 10% of the vote. Um, uh, you know, I, I guess because I don't see like Edge, Charlotte Flair, stuff like that. Again, they're still going. I mean, Edge, I understand because he's, you know, he's 40 or 60 or whatever he is. Charlotte Flair is obviously young. It's still Edge is have, definitely older than 40. I know he's like 45, I think 46. Yeah. But Charlotte Flair is still going. Why would you put her in here? Nobody's going to vote for her. She's going to fall off the ballot. I don't, why would you put her on the ballot? Why would you put Seth Rollins on the ballot? Why would you put I, CM Punk? I understand he was gone. He came back. I could see CM Punk, but why would you put Randy Orton on the ballot? Like, there's I don't a certain, understand. There's a certain level of where the guys are at and how active they actually are. I mean, guys like Edge and even CM Punk, or you you can just kind of tell by how they're they're portrayed on TV now that they're they're past their their time. They can they can get in there. Edge already should retired once. So, and he is 48, by the way. Yeah, I was but, just gonna uh, say. But yeah, uh, I, I have to I have to agree with that. Yeah, you, you don't put people John Moxley, Dean Ambrose again like, because no. it, Dave Dave Meltzer's reasoning for why he does that is because nobody truly ever really retires. I understand, but these people are still active right now. Yeah, so Zokada, and he's a drop. He's a he's a he's a shoe in. I I agree with that too. But what I'm That's, saying is, if you're gonna have if you know Mr. Madness is correct. And if you get under 10% voting, now obviously there's probably a crap load more votes to be tallied. Oh, yeah. But if you get to under 10%, you're dropped off the ballot. So unless Meltzer says, well, Charlotte Flair or Edge or whatever, if they don't get 10% of the vote, which they probably will, okay, because people are going to vote for them, however many ballots. Yeah, they're not going to get wiped off the ballot. But I'm just saying, like, it, it, it sets up that possibility. Yeah. But you, see, you have to... To think about it from the from the perspective of if you feel like they're trending that way, then you're they're probably going to get votes. Charlotte Flair will get votes. She's trending that way. Seth Rollins, eh. <laughs> Randy Orton. Eh. I don't even think Randy Orton is a this Hall of Fame, I don't think he's this Hall of Fame. I don't. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Why is, uh, unless he's already in and I don't know about it, but why is Moxley on here and Rollins, but where's Roman Reigns? Is he in already? I don't think he belongs in anything, any Hall of Fame. But <laughs> No, he's not in yet. So why isn't he on this list? I, I mean, don't he's know. Pretty, he's for, supposedly for drawing power. He's doing more than the other two. They've been pushing him so far up his ass i'm sure his... i wonder why he's not there there's you know, gotta be a got reason the two other guys from the shield are on here and you know what, what prevents roman reigns from being on there with the way he's supposedly drawing or is it that he's not drawing well he should still be on there um well and then seth rollins do you put like seth rollins is seth rollins that's a wwe creation or do you do you know seth rollins slash tyler black no nah, no one knows him as tyler black no, he'll never be known as that in the 
mainstream now. Well, exactly. That's the problem. In the mainstream, the only reason John Moxley, you know, John Moxley is because he's an AEW under John Moxley. But that should, but any wrestling fan worth a shit should know any of that information. That's voting on a Hall of Fame. I'm just saying, if you don't know Tyler Black, if you don't know any of his stuff in Ring of Honor versus CM Punk and, and Brian Danielson and all them, then you don't deserve a fucking vote in the Hall of Fame. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll call Meltzer up myself. Tell him that. Well, Brian Danielson should almost be on this list, too, then. I'm just, I, it's just he should how be. they fall on here. How, how they fall onto he's the already list. In, I think he's already in. He might be in, yeah. Probably got in when he was uh, retired with his broken neck or whatever, right? Yeah, Danielson with a broken freaking neck. Danielson um, is is in because there's an award named after him. No. Yeah, I just feel, you know, I I would like I would like and Meltzer probably does explain it at some point. I'm sure I tweeted him and asked him why Reigns isn't on the ballot. He 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 should respond to me. He usually does, unless he's already in. Let me see. But I don't know why you would put Roman Reigns over these other two. Let me see. All right, Reigns is not in. Uh, Brian Danielson got in in 2016. So just in case people are wondering, I said earlier uh, two corrections. One, I said that last week in part one, I said Warrior squash Triple H because of this, the uh, the thing at the MSG, the curtain call, that wasn't the case. He just squashed him because he squashed him. And then earlier on th- this show, I said that L.A. Park made it last year. It was two years ago. So last year's Hall of Fame, Dan Koloff, Junakiyama, Karloff Lagarde, Medico Asino, Kenny Omega, uh, Paul Pons, Bearcat. Uh, nope, I'm sorry. Omega was the last one from 2020. So Omega got in. I would like to think that if Omega was still on the ballot, all of us would have picked him. I would hope so. Yeah. So as well, Akata's a shoe in as well. Just oh, you know, yeah, easily. Cool. Unbelievable. It's he's getting in this year. There's no there's no question. And I think this is his first time on the ballot. Yeah. I, and I don't know. I, I think it's just Meltzer just saying, you know what, we're gonna put these fuckers on the ballot today this year. I, I, I feel I would I hope that he has a more of a committee. A a thing. Yeah. You know, if not even a committee, but like a a reasoning. Yeah. Or some kind of rules. Like when you're gonna put them on. Yeah. Because, like, baseball has you have to be retired for, what, four years, five years, six years? Then you can get on the ballot? I think it's five. And and everybody's on the ballot, right? That ballot just came out. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, because in baseball, everybody that's retired in that six year could be is on the ballot. There's no, there's no, you're not on the ballot, you're not good enough. It's everybody oh. that's retired. All right. So, so the, yeah, I think. Sorry, guys. I think I found a, might have found a reason why some of these guys yes. show up that are active. Uh, one of the parameters here for this Hall of Fame is inductees must have at least 15 years mm-hmm. of experience in the wrestling business mm-hmm. and also be over 35 years old mm-hmm. and have 10 okay and have 10 years of experience. So I'm guessing some of these guys hit 35 and he just throws them on the ballot. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. And, when that, they hit and, that, and that's why Roman's not on the ballot yet. 
Yeah, because he's still pretty young, and he doesn't have that many years in the business. Roman Reigns is 36. But does he have 15 years experience? Probably not. No, his debut is considered 2010, so he's not quite at 15 years there. So, no, it says... It says inductees must have at least 15 years of experience in the wrestling business or okay. be over 35 and have 10 years of experience. So he does. Right. No. So technically, he He's does because 2010. it's 2010. Yeah, it says 2010 was his debut. He must be like, he'll probably show up next year on the ballot, I'm guessing, if that if that's what they're going by. Because he's 36, you said, so that's over 35, yeah. and his debut yep. was 2010. Yeah. That's 11 years. He's, He's been of age for a year and a half now. So I already deleted the tweet, so I thought we figured out why. So let me put the tweet back in to Dave and see if uh, he can give me an answer at some point, and then on our next, well, at least our next show we'll talk about. At least there's some sort of uh, method to the madness. There is. Um, Ooh yeah. Yes. He said my name, the madness. So you know. Mike the Mouth Madness. So, all right. Well, if I get an answer from Dave, I will let us all know what that is on our next show. And what do you think, Dick Ford? Do you think uh, Shibata gets in eventually? Shibata? No. No? You don't think he's good enough? Five. Or do you think people aren't going to vote for him? Yeah, people aren't going to vote for him. But you think he should get in? Or do you not think he's is he in the Hall of Very Good? Yeah. Yeah. The Hall of the Cut Short. Yeah. You know, because he cut his... a little short. With his brain hematoma, whatever the hell it was. Well, that definitely cut his career short. I mean, obviously. almost killed it. Yeah, well, yeah. And uh, earlier when you said that you think he was going to wrestle again, there's no chance that he's going to wrestle again. Oh, is that what uh, Uncle Dave said? No, I just... Because that's what... I mean, New Japan is... is the, the commentators have even said... He's looking to get back in the ring. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. I just... He had... He survived something that, like, 3% of people survived. I, I agree. So I just don't feel like they'll ever... And they might. They I mean, might. I don't think he's going to have a regular wrestling match with, with Ibushi. But, <laughs> I mean, I think he gets in the ring of some, in some capacity. Yeah. Whether it's just a, you know, a exhibition match with Suzuki or some shit. I don't know. Or Jay White. Oh. So, before we get out of here, let's take four minutes and uh, talk a little bit about what we're doing moving forward. So, this is going to be a two-part Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame breakdown of the ballot. And then it's leading to Mark's side of the ring Debut episode, January 4, 2022. Mike Madness, how excited are you for Mark's side of the ring? I have been just waking up myself in the middle of the night, just shitting my pants in the bed. It's just, that's the excitement level I'm at here. I'm really looking forward to this, and I think it's going to be some, some good stuff. And and let's uh, I don't want to get ahead of you though. Do yeah. we we want to discuss our topic for the next show coming up? Yeah, I'll let you. You're the one who created the topic, so you All could right. you could tell us what it is. 
So I'll inform Joey Vegas if he doesn't know. So what you need to do, this is your homework. And I don't. I think we're going to try to record Thanksgiving Eve. Yes. But you got to go through each Survivor Series, a history through it. And you have to pick your three favorite top teams, the best three teams ever of any Survivor Series event. And you're going to present them. All three of us are next week. And they also want you each to find the shittiest one that ever was assembled at the event. So that's what we're going to discuss. We're going to go through just like we did with this bullshit with each other, talk about why we made our picks and see where it goes. Anyone got with it? Doink the clown on it. <laughs> if you think about it, man, they really butchered doink. Uh, it's, you know, as he turned, as he turned baby face, you know, he started out with that great heel character and look at what they did with him in survivor series 93. What did they do? They, they, they dressed up Mo Mabel, Bastion Booger, uh, no, I, I don't know. No, the Bushwhackers. That was it. And the Mo Mailing is doink. And then the following year, they have Jerry Lawler with the sleazy, cheesy, queasy, the pink, dink, and wink, and the midgets. It's like just <laughs> ridiculous shit. Yeah. But that's the kind of crap that you want to look at. But uh, so that's the topic. So. So it's so to reiterate, it's top three. So that's like top is in good, and then mm-hmm. there's one bottom feeder Survivor Series team. Right. The yeah, worst so of the, the worst. You're gonna find you're gonna take the three like what you feel like that that was the most iconic mixture lineup that you can you can put together on a pay per view, hmm. and then I want you to say the shittiest looking team that you can pull. Um, we we did discuss the doink ones, so if you want to go outside of those, I mean those are probably the front runners. I mean this year's Survivor Series uh, teams are pretty bad, but uh... well, I don't. I mean, these everything wins. This you got to cut it off at like 2003 and just be like, you know, when it actually did this. something. When Survivor yeah. Series was actually one of the top four pay per views of the year. Yeah, I actually miss those days, man. When it was at, like right around Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve, even some on Thanksgiving Day, they had the four on four matches. They just grab, they just turned that thing right into a regular pay per view. There's nothing. They put like one shitty elimination match on now, and it's just the same shit. Well, now they do the it, everything's about brand versus brand, and they tell us it's the one time a year that they could do that, and then yet they do it all the time. Yeah, but they don't. They don't know how to create any stories anymore. They don't care. There's too much content too. It's overkill. Oh yeah, it's way too much. It's way too much. It was much better when you had a few shows in syndication. That oh yeah, you know, yeah. and then the, the, the Monday night show. That was an Personally, hour. Yeah, I thought it was the best when it was just the Monday night show, one or two hours tops, and then there was a, some, you know, WCW Saturday Night or Mania and all that shit, like that Saturday crap. That was a recap with some Shotgun. other matches. Shotgun Saturday Night, that kind of bullshit. Those low low budget ass shows, and then they had the big, you know, they had the big night shows, and it all led to the pay per view. It was perfect. Now you got way too much content. Once SmackDown started coming on the scene, that's when it all went downhill. Thunder and SmackDown. Yeah, and 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 you can you can blame Turner for doing the Thunder because that's what caused SmackDown. Right, and then that's true. And now we have wrestling two, three nights, four nights a week. It was just which is fine, but it's just too much sometimes. Like Derek Bischoff always says, "Less is more. Less is more." He always says that. I hate that phrase, but it's right sometimes. Yeah, because there, there is uh, the WWF is on Mondays. They're technically on Tuesdays with NXT. Yep. And then they're on Fridays. And then they're on pay, one on pay per view every month or a, 
you know, it's insane. It's a network show, everyone. I mean, when I when I yeah. see AW and the, they're coming down to the ring and they're like, the 2021 record is uh, 75 and six. Like, I swear I've only saw them on TV twice in this this year, and then I forget. There's dark. There's dark elevation. There's you know God's light. I mean, there's fucking every freaking thing on YouTube. Yeah, and I forget that all those matches actually oh. count that nobody watches really. Yeah, all that YouTube stuff. They got like a YouTube channel. They run matches or something, right? Yep. Yeah, AEW's got AEW yeah. does that. Yeah, yeah dark and yeah, then dark that? elevation. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's a yeah, lot. It is. It's so, Mark side of the ring, Mike Madness. Yep. What 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 can people expect on January four when we start this new venture, Mark side of the ring? So far, we're going to have some episodes. We're going to try. We're going to try to keep some kind of themes to each of our episodes. Like, like for instance, we're going to start out with one that's going to be related to the downfall of WCW, and we're going to kind of pinpoint what their biggest mistake was. We have a a list of about eight different instances within the company, and uh, we're going to go ahead, the three of us, and pick that apart and see which one really was the biggest mistake by the company. So that's kind of a way we'll run it. We're also going to do something called the Mount Rushmore episodes, where we're going to pick a topic, and each of us are going to come with. With our own top four, basically, within that category. And then we can bicker and bitch at each other about that. So those are just a couple kinds of episodes we're looking at having here. And then we'll add more as we go. Yeah. And, you know, I we haven't discussed the frequency in which we're going to do shows. Do we have any idea? Like, I mean. I could see like a bi-weekly. I could see weekly. I would say we could probably get started bi-weekly here and see how we go and then see how that fits for everybody. And then if things are things are getting over for us and uh, we pick up some listeners and such, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll extend that out, see how, how, we're, how we're taken. I mean, you guys got your show here we're on right now too, so you got to take that into consideration. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey Vegas, your thoughts? I mean, I agree. All right, because I, I think weekly right now is let us get our groove in, you know. Because plus, there's only a limited number of topics as far as past topics. I mean, we could always make stuff up, but I think we don't need to necessarily do it every week unless we pick up enough steam where it's worthwhile. Yeah, and and you know, Mike and I were discussing off air, and I said, you know, because Mike's not much of a current day guy. But I said, you know, we're going to have to talk some current day at some point because a lot of the topics from the past have been beaten to death ad nauseum by people that were in the business doing the things that were happening. You know, every retired guy's got a podcast talking about the business from the past. Yeah. So, I still think some people want to see, hear different perspectives, Dick. Yeah, you know, no. we're, we're pretty important people here. I think I they're going to want to hear what we think of it. I get it. Know? I get it. But I, I, I also don't want to do a Montreal screw job episode. No, right? yeah, because, that's been beaten to death. Yeah, we're nothing. Keep it original. We want to keep it original, keep it original, but with some nostalgia in it. We can touch on some present day. You know, I mean, that's just going to have to be, if it's WWE, it's just going to be a laughing stock. I will throw in some AEW, New Japan in there if you need to. But yeah, we can talk about some uh, current day as well. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, there, there won't be any current day WWE stuff here because none of us watch it. No. No. And this show will never pay me enough 
to make me want to watch, make me have to watch it for work. No. Well, here, here's one thing for you. Would you, would you consider one week we actually watch Raw, the three of us, not live as it happens. We watch it and we come back and we take our hands and we just talk about how fucking terrible it was. We can kind of just rip We can do it. that. We should, we shouldn't watch it live. Okay. We shouldn't watch it live. We should tape it yeah. or, or DVR. Yeah. Or we'll whatever. tape it. Yeah, yeah, use your VCR. VCR. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, shows how, that shows how old I am. We'll, we'll, we'll DVR it or we'll play it on YouTube or some shit because it's probably playing there. And we'll watch it in real time and see how bad this See how long we can last before we turn it off because it won't be it's long. Like Seinfeld episode, the contest, who can last, how last the longest watching WWE without killing themselves. Yeah. And what I also want to do is I want to introduce. Mike Madness here to some old school Japanese wrestling with some watch alongs that have become so popular in the podcast wrestling realm. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be matches that you can get access to on YouTube and we'll post the link and you'll be able to watch it along with us. And um, I am like so excited to do those things because I personally myself love introducing new matches new guys new whatever to people who have never maybe seen them before or maybe have never seen that match and i know it's good Meltzer knows it's good five stars baby and i just want anybody who already has an appreciation for the business experience those matches so um, out of the three of us, I probably have a little more historical Japan knowledge um, than you guys. So I want to introduce you guys to some classic matches that you've probably never seen before. Let's do it. Yeah. I like the idea. Yeah. And we're going to definitely do that early on in Smart Side of the Ring because I have no patience to wait for anything. That's true. But know that you will have access to the YouTube link so that you, the, the listener, the podcast listener, if you're listening at a time when you're on a computer, you'll be able to watch along with us. And um, I'm very excited. And that's all I got on Mark's side of the ring. It starts January 4, 2022. You can subscribe right now. If you search on Spotify, Apple Podcast, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Castbox, we're on if you get whatever you use to get your podcasts, if you search Mark Side of the Ring, you could subscribe right now. It is up and available. Uh, I even Googled Mark Side of the Ring last evening and came up with something that you're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. But it popped up. There you go. What was it? Listenernotes.com? Yeah, something like that. Listenernotes.com has already picked us up and put us out on the web if you Google Mark side of the ring. And don't forget to follow on Instagram as well. Yes. Thank you, Mike Madness. Follow on Instagram at Mark side of the ring. Yeah, it's uh, Listen Notes. Listen Notes yeah. has, uh, has picked us up. So Mark side of the ring on Instagram and Mark side of ring on Twitter could not get the word the in made the username too long. 
So Mark side of ring on Twitter, Mark side of the ring on Instagram. Also starting tomorrow, I think if you go to, and this is the only URL I have right now, ffsradio.shop. That's ffsradio.shop. You can buy the brand new Mark side of the ring shirt. And tomorrow, I believe they start their Black Friday sale yep. where you get 20% off. Correct. So Mark side of the ring already has merchandise up. Subscribe to us where you get your podcasts. Follow on Instagram. Follow on Twitter for Mike Madness, for Joey Vegas. I'm Dick Ford, and we'll see you guys next time. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. See ya!